and welcome to another episode of the Fool's Daily Podcast. I'm Joe, And I'm Mike. Uh, not normal Mike, obviously. Uh, I'm, I'll be abnormal Mike. Definitely abnormal Mike. Right, that'll be your name from now on. Thanks very much. We're from Oathsworn Miniatures and today we are going to be talking about launching new products. Kickstarter versus conventional release. Now normally um, it's Mike and Conrad, they're our usual hosts, but today uh, we're taking over and so and it's our first time, so here's our 30 second gamer bio. Do you want to go first? Yeah, I don't mind going first. There's, um, I could waffle on and do the girl thing, but I've been told to keep it short. Bullet points. So I've always gamed as a child, the normal um, board games, Monopoly, Cluedo and card games. And then we've got four kids and we've always gamed with them. Um, as they've grown up, we've done things like Munchkin, Zombies, Bucket Full of Doom and all that kind of thing. And under Michael's influence, I'm now into the miniatures war games. And as a crafter, I love the hobby side of the of the game. Um, I'm a real novice at the actual gaming, yeah, like making terrain but, and stuff. But I, but yeah. I love, I love the making the terrain and that kind of it. So that's where I'm at at the moment. How about you? Yeah, I've been miniatures gamer for well more years than I can remember. Started in '83, um, picking up my first Citadel miniatures at Leslie Brown's in Stockton. Um, into RPGs mostly at the start, Dungeons and Dragons, Dragon Warriors, stuff like that. But the bits I really liked were the combat systems, so it was sort of logical to go into tabletop wargaming. Got first edition Warhammer, uh, never played it because it was really complicated, I thought. I was only about 10 at the time. Um, so, But went on through there, all Games Workshop stuff mostly, 40k, um, Necromunda, Mordheim, Epic, and uh, into some historical stuff now with Hail Caesar, stuff like that. Uh, I did work briefly for Games Workshop just in retail. I left that to become a freelance sculptor. Been doing that for about 10 years. And in the last year or two, we've been doing our own ranges for Oathsworn. Uh, obviously, game whenever I can. Yeah. And that's it. All right, well, I guess on to the topic then. Um, so, launching new products. Yeah, it, it's it's a big it's, it's a big issue, this one, isn't it? Uh, it used to be quite straightforward for companies. They just bring a product to market but in the last few years crowdfunding's burst onto the scene and uh, changed the way a lot of people do business so um we've tried both yeah we, yeah. Um, I, we have found that kickstarter works really well um we've just finished a kickstarter project but before that we did a sci-fi range um that we launched first the conventional way we did yeah i mean Obviously, the way people always used to do releases before Kickstarter was... You had a couple of ways, really. You could do a splash release, where you released all your products all at once, got everything out there, try and release a full range, or you did a, a more piecemeal approach where you'd launch a pack of, say, four figures, hopefully get some sales from it, use the money to do another set of four figures, move on like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, obviously, the problem with doing a big splash release is that you've got to have the money. You need to pay for the moulding, you need to pay for the casting, promotion, all the rest of it. Uh, the advantage is people see a full range and they might buy into it. They're more likely to buy into it than if you do it bits and pieces. But you've got to have the cash. I guess that's the advantage of crowdfunding, really, is uh, money. we don't have any money <laughs> to, yeah, if, to be able to do it. If you've got to start, I mean, the first time we, we released figures for ourselves, we had five robots and 28 power-armoured infantry. And we did like the conventional release, um, paid to get them moulded, paid to get them cast, 
put them out over the forums. It was a, it wasn't a huge amount of money. It was about fifteen hundred quid that we put into it to get it ready. Plus, obviously, months of my sculpting time. Yeah, which isn't free. No, but you know, not counting that, it was about fifteen hundred quid to get the the basics up and running. Um, and then launched it over the forums. Uh, people said they liked it, and you know, some people bought the stuff. But by the end of the first couple of months, we'd only sold about 535 quid's worth. So, Which isn't much. No, not even anywhere near enough just to cover the costs of starting it up. Yeah. Um, after that, we, we started doing crowdfunding. And we did actually, we'd given up on the sci-fi stuff altogether, really. did some fantasy because I find it easier to sculpt, to be honest. That's you know, the main yeah, reason. Yeah. Um, but we did then launch, we, we'd left the infantry off the moulds weren't great uh, and we did relaunch the robots, the robots as yeah. a kickstarter and um, just the five robots and that pulled in 4,154 so a big difference yeah huge compared to do, doing it conventionally uh, yeah I mean it just really worked for us so I guess the question is why really yeah why is it better what do you reckon um, well I think it's a, a wider reach obviously well, if you're on the forums, they're they're worldwide as well, aren't they? Yeah. But the Kickstarter, you could potentially get anybody, like anyone who's not even into gaming. They could be new people. Um, they see a picture and they're grabbed by the picture. Or, I mean, the, the likelihood that, that they're on the forums as well is quite small, you know, because there's a lot of people in the world. Yeah, yeah. So... Um, I just think you have a, a wider reach with Kickstarter or, or than any of the other crowdfunding yeah. you know, yeah, yeah, no, I'd agree. I think one of the key differences, though, is that when we released our first set of figures, you've got... You put them on the forum, you can do an announcement to show the sculpts. Yeah. That gets you a bit of exposure. Then you get your casts ready. You can potentially post again. You get some painted up. That maybe gives you another chance at it. And then you can announce that they're on sale. Uh, at most, that's four times it gets mentioned. Quite often, a lot of forums want you to put it all in one thread anyway, right, so it doesn't yes. even help. So basically, only if people look at the right times are they going to see it. Mm-hmm. Um, with a Kickstarter, you can tell people you've got a Kickstarter coming, and then you could be running it three or four weeks. Throughout that time, you can be constantly posting updates and things on the forums. keeps the thread alive. People see it. More and more people, you get so much more exposure from a Kickstarter than you would from a normal release. Right. So you you have it beforehand as well. If you're pimping it before it even starts. Oh well, yeah, yeah. So you've got like a big build up. Um and then then while the Kickstarter is running, um and you can talk about it the whole time. You and any any time you have something to say about what's going on, any little bit of information, you can tell the people who are following you yeah 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 it just it literally keeps it it keeps it on the the front page of the various forums people are more likely to see it as a result plus i think what we found especially is that people get involved oh yes (laughs) yeah it's a definite family atmosphere i think when the the ones that um that we've run and we've done six kickstarters now and we have a loyal following which is great it's like you seem you feel like you know them personally yeah. Even even though you don't, <laughs> they could be the other end yeah, of the yeah. world. But um, 
no it's it's really good and they get really behind you they do get invested they they yeah. when they're talking in the comments section and um they're talking to each other backers are talking to each other or they're talking to you um and they it is like it's it's theirs as well as ours it's yeah, not, it's not yeah, yeah. ours actually it grows and it becomes um just a wider wider thing i, I mean i can only think of it as like a family because that's how it feels yeah. everyone is yeah, yeah. is very um very nice yeah and so <laughs> you know? people are talking about it amongst themselves and they're posting bits about it on facebook yeah, or whatever yeah. and it, you you get a lot more exposure mm -hmm. just through oh your absolutely backers. if they're they're behind you if they're excited about the product that you're producing then um that excitement that they have that that generates um uh, more excitement with other people because they're telling everyone else about it yeah. and that spreads the word yeah so that's obviously better than if you were just releasing it and you could only say it once yeah yeah you've got this whole band of people who are behind you and and they're um you've got the exposure from them as well yeah so I guess reason number one for going to Kickstarter rather than a conventional launch is just the exposure you get. That's mm -hmm. that's the primary reason I'd say. Yeah, you yeah, know, no, if you're I'd launching, agree with that. If you're launching a project, do it through Kickstarter. Um, obviously, on top of that, you've got things like the fact that it's it's the way the market's moving. A lot of different companies are on there now. You've got obviously new projects, new mm -hmm. startups, but I mean a lot of the big boys are on there. Mantic are on there regularly. Yeah, you've got Reaper on there. Um, and it draws people in where they recognize about, the name well yeah plus it's it's like people are habitually going there because there's companies they recognize big companies are on there so they're habitually they're used to going to kickstarter so they're more likely to see your stuff and pick it up mm -hmm. because it's an environment they're familiar with it's uh you know like down the town there's the chip shop yeah. And they've got a kebab shop next door, and yeah. there's there's an Indian two doors down, and all the food shops are in the same sort of place because they know that when people want fast food, they're going to go there. Yeah. So okay. you, obviously, you're not going to get all the customers. Some of them are going to go next door, but that's people the know area. where that's to where, go. Yeah, that's where people are going. The same thing with Kickstarter, because there's so many miniatures based and games based projects on there. People are going and shopping there. Mm -hmm. So it's uh, yeah. Again, okay, that's probably just exposure again, isn't it? But although I've I've noticed because I I don't just look when I'm on Kickstarter, I don't just go on the tabletop war games, or tabletop games, isn't it? Yeah. Um, section. Um, I do look at the other stuff as well, and there's. Um, I think that the games section of Kickstarter is, it's, from what I could see, it's the most, um, successful. I'm trying to think of the word. Uh, yeah, there's, yeah, a, there's an awful yeah. lot of projects don't get funded in other areas, but the gaming section it just seems mm -hmm. to it, it just seems to work. Mm -hmm. Yeah, game, a, games and technology. Yeah, That's yes, they're the two. Yeah, yeah, crowdfunding, games and technology. You know. Uh, yeah, I'm also thinking um, budgeting. When you problem we had with our first release that we did conventionally, we were trying to work out how much stock to buy. Um, mm -hmm. How much posting packaging materials to get, jiffy bags, you know, blah, 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 all the rest of yeah. it. And you've got to more or less, you know, it's it's a guesswork thing. Mm -hmm. You've just got to say, oh, how popular is this going to be? You yeah, you've got no way of knowing. No, I mean, you've, you've got a list of people who've said, oh, yeah, I'll buy them when they come out. 90% of them, it never Don't. never happens, does it? <laughs> yeah. It's, you know, it's all talk. Uh, things happen. You know, they might have thought they'd buy them at the time, but they're, you know, fickle war gamers, they 
something else comes yeah, along. That's it. The, the project you're doing this week is not the project you're doing next week. No, that's very true. Um, so it makes it difficult. Whereas you've done a Kickstarter and you get to the end of it, you know how many backers you've got. Yeah. You know how many figures you're going to have to order or how many games you're going to need. Yeah, you know so how you, many boxes to yeah, get, yeah. how much Yeah, how much bubble wrap, yeah. how many jiffy bags and yeah, everything. Yeah. So it's, yeah, it's a lot easier to budget. That's it. So you it. can keep your, your project much tighter. Mm-hmm. Um, Obviously, there's fees involved with mm-hmm. Kickstarter. I mean, that can be... That's not inconsiderable. It generally works out for a UK one about 10.7%, because there's a bit of that in there as well that the, the Americans don't have to pay. So about 10.7% of your, your take goes on fees. Yeah. Uh, but I guess if you were, were going to be selling um, through distributors otherwise, they tend to take 45% anyway. So if you were trying oh, yeah, to get it, they've got to make yeah. So to get it, similar exposure, so. you'd want to get it in shops, and to get it out in a shop, you've got to pay forty five percent. Yeah. Uh, so again, the ten point seven for Kickstarter is probably not that bad, given the the exposure and the marketplace you're getting out of it. Yeah, because if you were going to sell through shops, you'd have to put your prices up for you to make yeah to still maintain profit. your margin. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, for them to be able to make some money as well. Yeah. Any other points you want to make? I guess, uh, and uh, the obvious one is, it lets you test the market. That's true, actually, because we've done. I mean, the latest one we've just done. Yeah, that has been our most successful, and we were trying it out. Really, I mean, it was. Yeah, I was it was really actually nervous about it. It was a suggestion by one of our previous backers that we should do anthropomorphic animals. Yeah. And you've done some animals before. Yeah, um, I know. I know I mean, you started I off with dinosaurs, yeah, didn't yeah. you? I know when, I can sculpt you know, animals. Years back. So. Um, and so we've done dwarfs. We did some adventurers, which were various races. Yeah. And then the robots. And we did more dwarves. And, and Odin. Then, and Odin. I'd forgotten about Odin. Yes, we done. <sighs> we did Odin. And, uh, and then we did the anthropomorphic animals. But... You have to, yeah. You have to. Te- it's a good way to test the water to yeah, see what I is going to did work not know for you. If anyone would want them because it's such a niche. It I is. mean, it's a niche of a niche. Into miniature gaming, you're in a niche already, you know. And then yeah. fantasy takes it down a bit further, and then humanoid animals takes it down even. Yeah, you're further. either I mean, it's you're a marmite, a, isn't it? it you're is, either going to love it. You're or in a real it. niche there. So I wasn't even sure that we'd get backers. That certainly didn't want to spend a couple of grand on molds. No without knowing if people were interested. so No, well, we haven't got that yeah, kind yeah, of so cash. Yeah, so it just, just to, wouldn't to, have to happened mm. without crowdfunding. It, it, as a conventional release, we simply wouldn't have released them because we would not have risked the money for moulding. Yeah. Um, other things to spend it on, you know. Mm-hmm. So, But again, put it up on crowdfunding, and within a couple of weeks, you can see that there's enough people want to buy these things that it's worth putting the time and the effort into. Yeah. Yeah, so it's a really good way of uh, judging your market and what's what's good for you as a company because um obviously what we've done wouldn't suit other people no 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 true enough but uh yeah i'm confused now oh i confused yeah i think so no but but it is it is ideal for just checking the you know checking out what the, what you can do whether people are going to buy it or not without without too much investment because if it totally flopped then all we've all we've lost really is your sculpting time yeah 
Which, which again, is, it isn't free. It isn't free, no. But um, Obviously, it's easy to do any of this stuff if you've got a tame sculptor on hand. If you're having to pay for sculpting, that's another cost you're going to have to consider up front, obviously. Yes. Because yeah. people will want to see greens if you're running a Kickstarter. They're, um, Although, concept uh, art's fine. I was going to say, a lot of people have been very successful with just concept art, haven't they? Yeah, they usually have to have something to show, though. Even if it's not necessarily off the figures in the thing, they have to show previous, previous work ones, or yeah. whatever. Um, but yeah, I mean, that's a cost to consider, obviously. Uh, we get away with that. Um, I will work for Chinese food and tea. Um, but yeah, it's, so from our perspective, certainly, I don't see us going back to doing a conventional release anytime soon. I think any project we do, we'll do through Kickstarter. I know there's an argument that you shouldn't release through Kickstarter if you can afford to do it in some other way. I, I don't really subscribe to that myself. It's more than just a way of raising money it's the exposure yeah it is a way of showing your product to people mm. people, people go people there involved. to see what's out yeah, yeah. And next what's gets, the latest thing people get involved mm -hmm. it, it builds a product rather than just getting money um so i'd say if anyone's considering a game release or a miniatures release don't listen to the people who say oh don't go on kickstarter oh i don't like kickstarter or oh, kickstarter they rip you off ignore all that go to kickstarter I'd say that's that would be my advice. Yes, um, I, I concur. Yeah, crowdfunding. It's the way to go. Yeah, well, that probably covers about all we've got to say today. Um, I hope you enjoyed it. So on that note, I've been Joe. And I've been Mike. Abnormal Mike. Bye. Bye. You can contact Fools Daily on Twitter, we're at Fools Underbar Daily, or via email, foolsdaily at outlook.com.